0: Hey, it's Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Redefined Church podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking part of your day to join us. I hope this message challenged you. I hope that it inspires you. But more importantly, I hope that it helps you grow spiritually. If you want to be a part of what we're doing here at Redefined Church, you can always support us by going to liveredefined.com forward slash give. I hope you enjoy today's message. Today we are talking holiness. If you're joining me on Facebook or YouTube, thank you so much. Make sure you connect with us socially can see that on the lower half of the screen right there. And um, as we jump into holiness, this was a tough message for me on many fronts, because when you talk holy, it's really hard. Um, it's really hard to, to put yourself in the place of holy, right? And so it's real hard to give ourselves that title or to be in that. And if if I'm being real honest it's it is uh we we kind of go oh no no that's that's not me like i've have, i've have too much baggage or there's there's too much like you don't know my past and so now i'm i'm not me i'm i'm not holy and so i have some of those thoughts um i have some of those weaknesses and it's real easy to give place to those um especially because i know my faults right i know my faults i know my shortcomings i know my mistakes and i know my battles I know my battles, and I think we're all at that place where um, we understand where we are, and so it's real hard to kind of step into that holy. And so I believe God has something really good for you today. Reality is this. Regardless of our weaknesses or our faults, our failures, our mistakes, our battles, uh, we know those, but God knows those too. God knows those too, and He says that we're blameless and we're holy anyways, and so I trust Him. I trust Him. I trust His Word, and and I believe Him. And if he said it, if he said it to me, then I believe it. And period. And that's what love and trust really is, right? And the reality of that is is there's not many people that we can do that with today, right? There's not many people that we can actually go and say, "Well, he said it, that's 100 percent truth. You can count on it, walk in it, guaranteed, confirmed right? God is, God's like the, (laughs) the only one left, or I would say he's still one of them. I don't know who you have in your life. And so the other thing about holy to me is there's this old song that I used to work out to all the time. It's a Metallica song called Holier Than Thou. And, and that's not what I'm trying to be today either. And so let's go to scripture. We're in first, uh, uh, yeah, we're in Colossians chapter We're in Colossians 1. Fifteen through twenty-three, and uh, let's read this together. And and as we read this together, you need to know that this is the uh, preeminence of Christ, which means the greatness. This that means he is the greatest, right? There's there's no better. And so we're going to give some context to verse twenty-three, which we started with. And here we go. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, invisible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions, not that dominion, right? Or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. It's huge. And he is the head of the body, the church. He leads us. He's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. The firstborn from the dead, he beat death. That in everything he might be preeminent, the greatest. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth, or in heaven, making peace by the blood, of, by the blood, of his cross. That's relationship restoration. Christ restored a relationship with God, and you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds. He has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If needed, you continue in the faith stable and steadfast, like Andrew. We talked to him last week, if you remember. If need, you continue in faith stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a minister. What you hear right here in the scripture is Paul's why. This is why Paul is doing what he's doing. He even says, this is why I became a minister. And so paraphrase, Jesus is the greatest, the first to beat death. He walked in the fullness of God. He overcame our sin, all sin. He restored our relationship so we could be holy like him and now blameless and above reproach. And so, my challenge to you today, and, and as we walk away from here today, is to walk in that, is to walk in that. And that is why 21 and 23 are cornerstone scriptures, because we're going to talk about 21 and what we battle with, and 22, who, are we, who we are to be today. And so, here's the struggle in 21 and 22, verse 21, and verse 22. The struggle is accepting it, right? Letting, letting yourself be it. Seeing yourself as it, seeing yourself as it, and so when you think about it, um, holy, holy—the term holy. What do you think of when you think holy? Like the brightest of bright white lights, right? Like what is holy to you? Because when you look in the mirror, you can't really compare to holy. And a lot of that is because we compare holy with perfection, and we think those two are the same, right? But perfection is not holiness. Perfection is not holiness, and you have to separate the two. You have to separate the two. And uh, we're going to do that right now. So perfection, perfection, and I don't know what your definition of perfection is, but this is from the dictionary, so you can trust it, okay? Perfection, the quality of being free or as free as possible from all flaws or defects. Perfection. Hmm. If we're being honest, that's Romans 3.23, which we talked about last week in honesty, right? Nobody's perfect except two. Jesus. Jesus perfect. He was the perfect sacrifice. And so then holiness, holiness means this, being holy. Well, wow, thank you, Miriam's Dictionary. The other one is a title given to spiritual leaders. We sometimes are in, that, are in that boat, we get called that. And the one I thought real interesting, this is a third one, is of or relating to a perfectionist movement arising in Western culture in the late 19th century. Of or relating to a perfectionist movement arising in Western culture in the late 19th century, which is just confirmation that sometimes or a lot of the times we do put perfectionist, put perfect and holy together. and We think they're the same and they're not, and they're not. Um, The reality is, is we're not after perfectionism. We're not after that. Uh, We're after Jesus. We're after Jesus and Jesus is perfect. Nobody's perfect because nobody's Jesus. It's not nobody's perfect. It's nobody's Jesus. And so then we want to be like him. We will never be him. Right? And so there's the difference. Note takers, I've got three questions for you. So who then, who is holy? Really, that's believers. That's the family of faith, believers in Jesus Christ, those who believe in Jesus. Why? Why are they holy? Because God sent his son for you. Jesus experienced hell on earth for you. And more importantly, he says you are. And so really, I could have skipped all that and said, why? He says you are. And he has the authority to say that because of what he experienced for you. He says you're holy and blameless because I went and I did and I overcame. And because I did, you are. That's what he says. So then who, this is a big one. Who are you going to believe? Who are you going to believe when it comes to being holy? The mirror? Yourself, right? Right? or the one who knows what your holiness cost because he experienced it because he paid for it who are you going to believe the mirror which is you or the one who knows what your holiness cost because he experienced it today you might have a yeah but yeah but and I don't do this very often I don't do this very often this is the second time in 50 weeks to be exact, but I'm going to the Greek, okay? And I'm going here because I believe God wants you to see this. Blameless. We're going to look at the word blameless. Remember, we're uh, Colossians 1, uh, 22 and 23. Blameless in the Greek means without blemish, faultless, and unblameable. Unblameable is not an English word, by the way. No matter how many times I go to spell check it or autocorrect it or whatever, it just still gives me the red line. Blameless, blameless in Greek, and I can't pronounce the word. I'm not going to try. Means without blemish, faultless, unblameable. How incredible is the word blameless? Blameless. What's unique about this word is many of us can stomach that. We can handle blameless. We can understand it. And we can accept it. Okay, God says I'm blameless. And we can say, okay, Jesus died on the cross, and because he did now, I'm I'm blameless. But the holy part, we kind of separate those two. And just because we can stomach it, and we understand it, and we accept it, doesn't mean we walk in it. It doesn't mean that we walk in it. We get it. And sometimes we file 13 that, and we think that's good enough, right? But isn't the Greek meaning of blameless? Blameless what the English meaning of perfect is? It is. And what you see is this blameless word. This is the same word that's used to describe the perfect sacrifice. It's the same word that describes Jesus. Which now makes sense if you think about two weeks prior, because in God's eyes, he sees us through his son, Jesus. God sees us through his son, Jesus. When he looks at us, he sees us through the lens of Jesus, holy and blameless. Why? Because Jesus restored that relationship. That's why we carry, that's why when you, when you talk about your name being changed and you being an adopted son or an adopted daughter, that, that you're now royalty, holy, blameless. And so that we've made it clear over the past week and a half now that you're not perfect. Romans 3 23, right? We've all fell short. But today, do you feel blameless? Do you feel blameless today? Even if you've thought, yeah, that sounds good. Like I can I can roll with that. Do you feel blameless today? Is there a yeah, 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 but, or a ah, you know, you you wouldn't understand. Do you have that? Or today, do you sit, stand, wherever you're at, do you say, yeah? I feel blameless today. I feel blameless. And so then, if you feel like there's a, if there's a but or an and or an either or you couldn't understand or wouldn't understand, I want you to know that those things that you're carrying and that you feel, those aren't yours to carry. Those aren't yours to carry. And the two things that I need you to believe today about being holy are this. Two things I need you to believe today about being holy. If you go to Psalms 103, it's going to be the first one. Psalms 103, and I'm going to go four verses. It's 10 through 14. It says this, He does not punish us as we deserve or repay us according to our sins and wrongs. As high as the skies above the earth, so great is His love for those who honor Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does He remove our sins from us. Blameless. As a father is kind to his children, so the Lord is kind to those who honor him. Some versions say fear, some say reverence. Those who honor him. He knows what we are made of, and he remembers that we are dust. The first thing I need you to remember is this. When you honor God, remember how much he loves you and how far he has cast your sin away from you. And then he remembers it no more. That's it. Number two, Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. Psalms 103 opens up with how he paid it all. Colossians 1 confirms it. Colossians 1 confirms it. So then the big question is, will you accept this? And depending on how you feel about accept, do you believe it? Do you believe it? And in those two things, in those accepting it and believing it, every time that you sin, every time that you make a mistake, every time that you're, that you're, that you come off the tracks a little bit, do you constantly beat yourself up about it? And is it just one of those things where it takes you weeks to overcome a simple mistake? I used to be like that, so I can I can really um relate. I can relate to that and think, man, I'd be so, I'd be so disappointed with myself. I can't tell you how many times I've been just super upset myself for something stupid that I've done and not even that bad. Just like, man, and thank God for maturity and faith, right? Spiritual maturity is so good. Um, do you feel like you need to do more? Well, holiness is holiness is up there and I can see it, but I've just, I've just got to keep going. And, and one day, one day I'll get there. Do you feel like you need to do more? The other, there's another side of this. Do you feel like that holiness is so far away that you're too far gone? Or it's like, I'm never going to get there. I'm so bad. I've done so much. I've been so ignorant. I had to think of a proverb, proverb, proverb's term there, (laughs) um, that I'm, I'm too far gone. And so God, God wouldn't want me anyways. And the reality of, of all of those kind of mindsets or those lies that you're believing is when you do that, when you believe those things that, you know, I need to do more or the mistake is too bad or I'm too far gone. When you believe that, when you accept that, what you need to understand is Psalms 103 and Jesus paid it all. When, 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 when you accept those things, you walk in holiness. When you reject them, when you say, now now it couldn't be because of who I am, because of what I've done. When you can't accept that, that Jesus paid it all, what we're talking about in Colossians, you're really saying that Jesus didn't do enough for you. You're really saying, man, I see the sacrifice and I've read the story and man, whew, need to do a little bit more, okay? Because I've, you don't know what I've done and God knows it all. Jesus know he knew it before, right? He knew it before. And so what you're saying is that he needs to do more for your forgiveness, that he needs to do more for your holiness, that he needs to do more for your restoration. And that sacrifice restored every relationship. It wiped every slate clean. It put you in the spot of holy and blameless. And he said it, so we believe it. So now what happens is you have to stop blaming yourself. And the reality of all this is is just because you see yourself worse than he does doesn't mean it's true. Just because you see yourself worse than he does doesn't mean it's true. He's never going to side with you on how you see yourself. Your prayer needs to shift to instead of getting out of that like, oh, God, help me. God, help me today to see myself how you see me. Help me to see myself how you see me, holy and blameless, right, right in your sight. Because the truth is, he still sees you as a son or a daughter. Your son, you're a daughter of the king, holy and blameless, paid in full. There's never going to be another payment for it. Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid all. So then believing you're holy and blameless means this. It means standing on God's promises, standing on the truth, planting your feet firmly on the gospel. I have to plant my feet firmly on the gospel, not lies, not excuses, not deceit, not something that somebody said to me. I can't live in that place. It's Philippians one twenty seven. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then, whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together in one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Why? Because the truth is every lie and every feeling and every excuse that makes you feel guilty, that makes you feel like you're not enough that makes you feel too far gone and keeps you from believing that you are holy is a lie and it's a personal attack on you from the enemy who we call the devil or Satan, whatever term you like to use. And this is why James 4, 7 says, therefore submit to God, but resist the devil and he will flee from you. Some versions say, humble yourselves before God. And I love that. Therefore, humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You have to accept that he paid the price. Be honest about where you are and believe, believe that you are holy. Notice in that resist the devil and he will flee from you, it doesn't say ignore the devil. It doesn't say ignore the devil. Resist means to withstand, to combat, to counter, to outlast, to repel. To keep out. If you look in the dictionary. Which sounds a lot like work, to be honest with you. It's a lot of work. All that all that resisting. Ugh, it's exhausting. Here's the, the sad part. It's super exhausting if you're not spiritually fit. If you're not spiritually full. If you are disconnected. If you're lying to yourself about your relationship with God. If you're not being honest about where you are. Right? If you're not honoring God because of what he is and who he is to you, right? And so and that sounds like a lot of work. And so because it sounds like a lot of work, we'll just ignore the devil. We'll just ignore the lies, right? And so we say, we'll just ignore that. We hit the ignore button. And when we hit the ignore button, that's when we get into those tough battles inside of our mind. And that's the battle that I was talking about earlier. Remember Colossians, what what, what Colossians 121 says, and you who once were alienated with what? And hostile in mind with what? Doing evil deeds. Okay? So generally speaking, generally. But think about this. Once we're alienated and hostile in mind, who's doing that? Who's doing that? Those are lies we're believing. Alienated. Hostile in mind. Right? Why? Because we've hit the ignore button. Instead of resisting, we're just turning around. Like, okay, I know that's there. Okay, but I'm, if I don't look at it long enough, we have this dog, he passed away. Gus passed away last year. But when Gus did something wrong, you know what Gus do? We'd say, Gus. He'd go like this. and that's what. And, and that is never going to help us. That's not resisting, right? That's not resisting the devil. Therefore, he won't flee. Ignore does not lead the devil to flee. So then... Resist, resist. What are you resisting with? It's a good question. What are you resisting with? Nothing but truth will work, period. I resist the devil with truth, with truth. You fight lies with truth, which means the truth must be in your heart. The truth must be in your heart, which takes a connection to the truth, a relationship to God. And that what that's what really links us to honesty with God. That's what keeps us in that, where we're not full of shame and guilt, right? Because we we understand the price that was paid and that we are, we are holy, that God sees us holy. So then I can come, I can come boldly and confidently before Him, like we talked about in Ephesians last week. The truth must be in your heart. When the devil tempted Jesus, how did Jesus win? Every account. Truth. Truth. Truth overcomes evil. Truth overcomes evil. And that is so deep, we could talk for weeks on that. Truth overcomes evil. And the truth that Jesus was speaking in was rooted in the relationship he has with the Father. Jesus was perfect, but he was also holy. He walked in it. Confident, yeah, yeah, say what you want about the rocks, about me jumping, whatever it is. You can say what you want, but God says this, flee, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, Today, we could have spent the whole day talking about the holiness of God. And I believe that we're in a place where we understand, where we understand that. I'm not trying to discount or discredit. We wanted to make this personal. I felt, I felt uh, led to make this personal like the first three weeks. And so he is holy beyond anything I can say, beyond any, any song we can sing um, it's, it's in the book, it's all over the book, it's in and through the book, and we're not done today. I could have went that route. I've sat through those sermons. You've sat through those sermons, those messages. And we all know and understand full well what this season is about. It's about the gift of a son. It's about a king who came and sacrificed his life for us. It doesn't get any more holy. It doesn't get any more holy. And the reason we didn't shift that way is because I believe that God wants you to grasp today that you are holy and he wants to help you move forward in holiness, in righteousness, right? And the reality is the only reason that you are holy is because he is holy. It's the same reason why in week one, we weren't talking about you being, uh, you honoring yourself because when you honor God, he honors you, Right? When you honor God, God honors you. So then you're holy because he is holy. You see how this takes relationship, being honest in our relationship with God and staying in a constant contact, constant relationship because these, God has made this all to work together. And so we're going to look at um, the call to holy living to close today. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn to first Peter chapter one, and we're going to read uh, verses 13 through 25. 13 through 25. Remember, the only reason you're holy is because he's holy. And so, 1 Peter uh, 13, 25. Therefore, with your minds ready for action, with your minds ready for action, be serious and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought, to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children. Do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance, believing the lies of the devil. Verse 13 and 14 are direct tied to Colossians 1.21. But as the one who called you is holy, you also are holy in all your conduct. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. And if you address it as father, the one who judges impartially based on each one's work doing, You are to conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your temporary residence on earth. For you know that you were redeemed from your empty way of life, inherited from the fathers, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without defect or blemish. Does that sound familiar? Blameless. Blameless. Verse 20 He was chosen before the foundation of the world, but was revealed at the end of the times for you. For you, it's personal. He through, who through him are believers in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Spoiler alert for next week. By obedience to the truth, having purified yourselves for sincere love of the brothers, love one another earnestly from a pure heart humbling yourselves before God. That's a reverence to honor. Verse 22 is a reference reference to honor. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, but of imperishable through the living and enduring of the word of God, the truth, the truth. For all flesh is like grass and all its glory like a flower of the grass and the grass withers and the flower falls. But the word of the Lord endures Forever. And this is the word that was preached as a gospel to you. So you are made holy. I am holy, so you are holy, right? Now, it's easy to hear be holy because I'm holy and think, oh man, time to turn it up, right? I've been I've been at a holy level one. I'm fixing to crank up to a holy level 47. Okay. And you can think I'm going to kick it into overdrive and I'm going to do more. I'm going to go on like this spiritual marathon and I'm just going to, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to consume everything I can. And the reality of that is this, stop. You cannot sustain that. You cannot sustain that, right? I think we've all been there. I think we've all been there. Depends where you're at in life, right? Where you're at in your walk. And when you hear this and you think that, it's like that New Year's resolution to lose weight, right? Or to gain weight if you're, you know, I don't know, lose weight tends to be the case, right? And we create this spiritual exercise routine, right? Where we read more and we listen more and we watch more and we write more and we pray more and we consume more so we can start gaining ground. But well, because we, there's no structure in it, right? We haven't worked our way to that. We can't sustain it. And we fall right back into the old slump, right? Just like those late night sweet treats and skipping the gym. It's a terrible ditch to get in. Right, Wyatt? (laughs) Then we complain about it. Then we complain about wanting change, but we don't do anything to get out of that slump, right? And so two things. Holiness is not about creating a list of things that you can't do and going on a manic marathon to consume everything spiritual. That's not what holiness is. Holiness is steady and gradual. You are holy and blameless, period. So it's not something that's going to be like, because this only means this, right? Exhaustion. Here's what holiness is. Holiness is a learning, is learning, living, and leading a life connected with God and maintaining that connection to the leading of God's spirit. This enables us to experience the joy of the Lord and to live a life that honors, pleases, and glorifies God. That's what holiness is. Learning, living, and leading a life connected with God. It's honest connection, right? Not a false connection. I'm going to talk that one day. Maintain that connection to the leading of God's spirit through his spirit. This enables us to experience the joy of the Lord. It's huge, especially right now, the joy of the Lord and to live a life that honors, pleases, and glorifies God. So here's what you need to know. Holy living is possible. Perfect living is not. So do not put these two together and say, because what happens is we get tired of aiming. We were aiming at perfection. We expect perfection from ourselves and we're never going to get there. And so the reality is because we're never going to get there, we just give up on it. Too far gone. It's too far away. I stopped running that trail six years ago, 60 years ago, right? I don't know where you're at. Stopped running that trail. And man, I'm so far behind right now. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not. And so then, holy living is possible. Perfect holy living is not. Remember the difference between holiness and perfection. This is why honor and honesty are so important in our relationship with God. Those two things, those two things, it's good. Understanding God's gracious sacrificial work through Christ will lead you to consistent holiness. Let's say it again. Understanding God's gracious sacrificial work through Christ will lead you to consistent holiness. If you understand what Jesus did for you on the cross, and and let's 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 dust it off. Let's polish, let's polish it out and let's bring it back to where it shines again, right? If you understand what Jesus did for you on the cross, you won't take advantage of sinning more, right? Like, oh, well, I got this, got this relationship. Now I can do whatever I want, right? If you understand what Jesus did for you on the cross, you won't take advantage by sinning more. Instead, you'll think about God's amazing grace, his amazing grace, his love for you, and how he sent his son to be the sacrifice for your sins. And that will make you hate sin. That will make you dislike sin so much because you understand what Jesus did for you on the cross. Then, then, these are two, then if... Then if you are honest with yourself, resist the devil and honor God, you will learn to live in holiness. If you're honest with yourself, resist the devil and honor God, you will learn to live in holiness. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope that it challenged you and that you'll take steps this week to have a greater faith and to go deeper in your relationship with God. If you want to know more about what's happening here at Redefined Church, you can visit us online at liveredefined.com. Follow us on social media at Redefine Church or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.